Ooh, we are live on the Red Pill News. Red Pill News. Take the Red Pill. Get your Red Pill glasses, man. Put them on for the show because we've got a lot to talk about. So, Paul Pelosi, I know people have been hammering him in the press. Uh, and I know that uh, the guy's been going through some of stuff. Uh, I'll tell you this, man. No matter who you are, no matter how famous or what kind of loser you are, uh, <laughs> That's really what I divide people as famous or losers, you know, because that's what that's what the the media puts it out as. That's what you know. If you're just normal normal person, you're not allowed to have your own uh, opinion, right? You get chastised by these people who think that they're the gurus of, of uh, knowledge and all that, but really they're just overly paid limousine liberals who have a lot of free time on their hands. Apparently, to sit there and tell people what to do. So anyway. Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Nancy Pelosi, third in command, United States of America, very powerful position. Doesn't go anywhere without a full complement of Secret Service and all that. You would think her her house would be more secure. And there's a whole bunch of unanswered questions. But, of course, this guy supposedly broke in to to the Pelosi residence in San Fran there and, uh, you know, had an altercation with her husband, ended up using a hammer to whack him in the head in front of police officers. I'm sure you've seen the story because it's freaking everywhere. You can't avoid it. And there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of opinions about it, but I'll say this, man. You don't want that kind of intrusion no matter who you are. And and you know, there's a lot of people saying a lot of, of interesting things about, you know, Paul Pelosi and what he does at night and that and how the guy even got there, but the guy this is a direct result of bad political policy. The, the political policy that allows people to go free without bail, allows people to poop in the street, allows people to openly do drugs, uh, especially near uh, you know schools and churches and, and uh, shopping centers where everybody where kids are going to go, where innocent people are going to go, and these people have a freak out and they attack, right? The, the the criminals that are running loose is, is uh, because of these policies. Now these aren't conservative policies. I've been watching the attacks from the left. You know, election day coming up Tuesday, a lot's going to be decided. And to me, it's one regime to the other regime. <clears throat> you know, one might have a better a better BS message than the other. But I know for a fact that the conservative message doesn't include letting people free who are criminals. And this is a huge problem that we have when, when in cities like New York City, Chicago, you know, you know, Democratic states. I don't know about New York. New York might flip Republican. You know, uh, there's, there's been a crazy race going on. And, you know, this guy Zeldin, who, who kind of came forward. Uh, above Hochul. Hochul wrote in there, like, uh, you know, uh, she wrote it under, under Cuomo and his his powerful stance and running and how he is. He's a very powerful force, even, even in obscurity, even as he's cast out, you know, he's a very powerful force, the whole Cuomo family, old political family from New York, right? So you can't discount people like that, even though, I mean, he's still marching in parades. He's still waving at people. He's still uh, kissing babies and shaking hands and 
collecting money to run with and stuff like that. So, but Hochul was his lieutenant governor. She acted like every day was her first day. She comes off as one of the most corrupt people I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the whole the whole pay to play, you know, they really dumb it down saying pay to play. It's bribery, bribery. Say it, bribery. Here's a bribe. You do you a favor. Here, here's money. You're a politician. Okay, take the money and do me a favor. And that's it. That's bribery. It's how these people roll. And uh, should be against the law. They should be locked up and there shouldn't be any argument about it or nothing. But it's become a thing because who makes the rules are these politicians. They make the rules, right? Anyway. So she's all about, you know, letting the criminals roll free because they don't they don't live in her neighborhood. They don't go in her neighborhood. She's safe. She's safer than even Paul Pelosi, who you would think would have at least some security on hand. You know, these guys have, have people work for them. They they've got, you know, servants, that type of thing, and they're they're around. Like when the cops showed up, somebody opened the door. They still haven't determined who that person was who opened the door for the police while these guys are are grabbing a hammer. <laughs> Paul Pelosi fighting this idiot for a hammer. But it goes to show you how vulnerable people are, doesn't it? It goes to show you that that crime is everywhere, rampant in these blue states, especially. I read news from Florida. They lock people up. This guy committed a crime. They lock it's like refreshing to read the news. When you see people commit a crime, they get locked up. They'll just let him go. Oh, they push guy pushed someone in front of a train, but he's free to go. Oh no, this other guy just hit somebody in the head. Some just person is waiting for the for the light to change across the street, put him in a coma, but he's free to go. Oh yeah, he's got big long record. You know, lots of crimes on there. Free to go. The governments that do that should be held accountable. The, the politicians. Who make these choices because there's rules there's reasons why we have statutes of law that you you commit crime you do the time it just is what it is right it's a deterrent for crime but if there's no if there's no punishment there's no deterrent and people run amok and they're running amok in the city and that's what they're doing you know like i have friends in new york city that are like living hostages they're afraid to go out and I'm like, well, you know, you can get a handgun now, at least. <laughs> you can get a handgun, at least, in some places. Get a bit of, uh, they made marijuana legal. A little bit of weed, a little bit of handgun. And then uh, you got your, your cable TV or your internet, whatever. The hell more do you need? Get your food delivered. Let the food delivery person worry about the bullets flying around you. Stay inside. Stay inside where it's safe. That's Mayor Adams. That's <laughs> Mayor of New York City, a sinking ship. And this guy's like doing a show, a song and dance. And I'm seeing people around him go to jail. I'm seeing people around him who are corrupt, being appointed to certain positions uh, in his administration. There is stuff going on that people need to pay attention to and watch and watch this guy. But with a governor as equally or more corrupt, well, what do you do when they're all like that? Who do you call? Chuck Schumer? <laughs> he's going to be mad because he's not stealing as much. You know? I mean, really, who do you go to when they're all corrupt? Who do you go to? Who do you call? Ugh. Anyway, that's it. That's it for me. <laughs>
So I'm reading this story. So wait, 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 wait. Let me get Paul Pelosi. I feel sorry for anyone who has to deal with a situation like that. Some freak in their house who wants to beat them deadly and whatever. And <laughs> and then other people who are like, you know, blaming Trump and the the MAGA. That's 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 the Biden and the rest of that thing. That they've got the label, the MAGA. The, the liberals love to label. They're they're the biggest label makers you've ever seen, man. They label people for their color. They they label them for their religion. They label them. They then they. Then they like play to that to try to get you to vote for them, right? So that's what he does. The the mega wait a minute, let me do this right. The mega mega. Watch out for the mega mega. They're coming to get you. Mega mega. Mega the mega mega. Oh, you know what? Like you know, all the problems we have politically right now are the democrats and what they've done and their crappy policy there is no way that they can spin this in any direction that paint, paints the republicans bad because when trump was in there the economy was good fuel was low even if putin would have never gone into the ukraine forget that because you can't out crazy crazy trump was crazy you can't out crazy crazy you know even that kim jong-un was was in awe of the crazy you know even him even him he went and hid for the whole damn time Trump was president. Did you notice? <laughs> he wasn't shooting missiles off every day. He was hiding. He was hunkering in a bunker with, with his consorts. They, they thought he was dead. They thought he was dead. We, we don't know where Kim Jong-un is. At. We haven't seen him. Only the crazy sister. She comes out, threatens people, and runs right back inside again. He was gone until, until Biden got in. Then he came out laughing. Ha, 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 ha. I shoot more missiles. You stupid. Ah, I threatened Guam. <laughs> you know, Hawaii. Oh. And Biden's like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, these guys, these guys. And it's an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment. The the his spokesperson, she's an embarrassment. Man, is she aged? Have you seen that John Pierre or whatever she is? She, she is. You can't. Be exposed to that much evil without it affecting the way you look, man. And she has aged, sitting up there lying and lying and lying. And that's not the job. That's not the job. That's not the job, you know. So, but now she's, you know, she's part of it, right? Guilty by association, you know. So, being safe in your home is paramount, right? In your home, especially if you got kids. Yeah. So I see the story, you know, it was um, been unfolding for a long time. Uh, David Bonola, handyman who butchered New York City mom, uh, Orsolia Gall, and stuffed her body in a bag, and he admits to her killing and that type of thing. So, all right, let me read you, <clears throat> let me remind you of the a handyman in the country illegally on Wednesday admitted to killing his former. Lover married Queen's mom, Arsolia Gall, whose butchered body was found stuffed in a hockey bag dumped near her home. David Bonola, 44 years old, agreed to do 25 years behind bars as he copped to first-degree manslaughter for the brutal slaying of Gall, who was knifed more than 50 times in her Forest Hill home. 
So this woman hires this guy to work around the home, starts having a, a passionate love affair with this dude. She she and she knew he was violent. She knew he had violent tendencies and all kinds of stuff. And she is carrying on this affair while her husband, who's out there working every day and supporting her and doing all that, knew nothing about it. You know, with two young children in the home who knew nothing about it. This guy was exposed to all of them. He had threatened all their lives at multiple times to this woman. And it's interesting reading this. You know, she she dead. She, you know, all messed up, obviously, what he did to her. But I, I don't ever see anybody talking about the responsibility that she had to her, herself and her family and all that. And I see this a lot. This is why I wanted to bring it up. Because I see it a lot. And, and there it's like some people get a pass, a complete pass when it comes to being responsible for anything. That, oh, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And this, that, and whatever. So, you know, this guy, this guy barely even speaks English. This guy's talking through a, a Spanish interpreter. The judge is like, do you understand it all ends here? And the guy is like, thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, he'll go to jail. 25 years, he's not going to get 25 years. He'll get, you know, even in, in truth and sentencing, they want you to serve 80%. So, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19. I mean, he could probably get out in, in, in 15, 16 years, really, because it's not really an 80% rule. 40 to 80, I think they shoot for. So uh, even to say 50%, I mean, that's 12 and a half years. And this guy's in his, in his early 40s. So. For, for for doing what he did, right? And he'll be on the streets again one day, unless he dies in jail or something. So, but it just gets me that, that uh, why this woman thought it was okay to, to not only cheat on her husband, but but to bring, to, to bring this guy in her home and be there, to do it in their bed, you know, with this dude who ended up, like, murdering her and butchering her. It's like, wow, it's just, it blows your mind. When it comes to people and responsibility, you truly don't know who you're with, I, I think. Um, you know, I mean, how can you truly know them uh, unless you examine everything they do and, and all the little bits and pieces and, and have then then there's a level of trust. I mean, you have what have cameras everywhere and all that. So but she's the one who did it. And, and she exposed because this guy threatened her children and her husband that he was going to kill them. She didn't tell them. She didn't tell anybody. You didn't do anything like that. So uh, it comes down to, wow, you know, uh, selfishness, irresponsibility, narcissistic for sure. And, and you know, uh, on, on top of that, it just blows my mind that she would endanger her children like that and her husband. It just really makes you think. Makes you think. That's all. Makes you think. So Pete Davidson, he's had a rough year. <laughs> Yar, yar, you've had a rough year, Pete Davidson. I don't watch the guy. I don't like the guy. I don't think the guy's funny. That's my disclaimer. Saturday Night Live is a mystery to me. I haven't watched it since it was good. I haven't watched it since it was good, which is many, 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 many years. It's been a long time, it's been decades since that show had any kind of worth at all, right? So Pete Davidson gets sucked into the whole Kanye, Kim Kardashian thing. You know, Kim Kardashian said to herself, who can I date that would really piss off Kanye to the point where he would lose the rest of his shit? Like, you know, he already lost most of it. 
but I'm talking about losing the rest of it. <laughs> right? Because that's what that's what women like to do. They just don't break up with you. They break you. They want to break you. They want to break you into pieces, and it never ends, and it goes on and on and on and on forever. Brad Pitt, it goes on and on and on forever, right? Until you're away from those hooks, and then you can never be away from those hooks because it's their, it becomes their personal vendetta to destroy somebody. So Pete Davidson, who has had a, a romantic entanglement lately, apparently, with Martha Stewart, who's 81 years old. So Pete Davidson is not afraid to go there. He's not afraid to go anywhere, right? So Kim Kardashian wants to kill Kanye. That's, that's her. That was her thing. She starts hanging out with Pete Davidson. I would pretty much bet the farm that she never even got intimate with this dude. She alleged it. Oh, like, let's go take a naked shower together. Um, they probably did. And he wasn't allowed to touch it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever, man. She hung out with him for a few months, right? And then broke it off. And then the guy, I think he was really into her. And, you know, she's got the Kavorka. She, she's a demon and she has the Kavorka. She, she's like, well, was, uh, you know, sirens, right? They call to the ships, hey, hey, baby, I'm over here. Arr, there's a siren on that rock over there. Let's <laughs> sail over to say hello. <laughs> And the whole ship sinks. Everybody's dead. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. So I was looking at Kim Kardashian the other day. And, you know, she she has a look. She has this allure, you know. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not into that look, though. Like, me personally, it's not somebody I would ever even think about. Because, uh, you know, what I like is completely different. <laughs> completely different. And not also, I, I don't like the whole evil thing. It doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. So, Pete Davidson has been admittedly having a tough time. I think the guy is fragile to begin with. There's a lot of people saying he does heavy drugs. I, I think you can look at him and, and see that he's got these issues. Uh, you know, he's the performing monkey. He goes on stage. He does his business and whatever. He entertains people that like that sort of thing. But then he still has to live with himself at the end of the day. That's what show business is. That's what life is. That's what any, any job you have, you still have to live with yourself at the end of the day, right? As you reflect, you know? So after uh, a split with Kim Kardashian dating eight months, how many times do you think they actually saw each other even in those eight months? They even kind of said, you know, that's what she said, that, you know, they were together a lot because he was, uh, oh, he's doing this, whatever. You know, he's always working. <laughs> the guy's working. But they made Kanye crazy. Kanye rented some mansion across the street to spy on them. And he, he threatened the dude in his songs that he was going to bury him alive. And <laughs> all that, you know? So that didn't help the guy. So now, all right, let me continue. The actor and comedian reportedly suffered a mental breakdown while on set and was asked to take a break from filming in his new Peacock TV show, Bupkiss. You know, I subscribed to Peacock TV, and I just canceled it because it got so boring. Like, really, no content. It's cheap. It was like, you know, five bucks a month, whatever. No content, really boring. So maybe he was upset about that. <laughs> it's something he canceled. He was like, ah. I'm having a nervous breakdown, Bumpkiss. Kim! Ah! 
I'm not laughing at his pain. I'm just uh, I'm I'm laughing at his pain. According to a source close to production, the Staten Island native allegedly hurled two candles through his trailer, damaging a nearby truck windshield, and threw coffee on the walls and broke a TV in half. You brute! Inside his trailer. So he went like, he went Pete Davidson Hulk on on some candles. Fuck you, candles. <laughs> Through coffee. This coffee tastes like piss water. And then some little TV, probably. Well, he's, he's, a, he's got money. He's a star, right? You know who he is. He probably had a big TV, you know, in a trailer, like 32 inch, maybe. <laughs> It broke it in half. I hate TV. Probably saw Kanye on there. He'd be happy now with Kanye. Since Kanye attacked Jewish people, now he's done for. <laughs> he went on saying, "Don't it, if you if you attack Jewish people, uh, your life and career is over." Yeah, there you go. Still can't name one of his songs. There you go. But apparently, he's not a billionaire anymore. They started. Did he had started a GoFundMe page to get him back to being a billionaire. That's how stupid people are. You know? Really? With people starving in the world? <laughs> Give that idiot money? Uh, fool and his money are soon parted, right? So this guy's throwing candles. Like a candle in the wind. Boom! His first mistake is being from Staten Island. You know what? Staten Island's got a very weird type of thing going on. The rest of us New Yorkers don't really include Staten Island as as New York. You know, it's it's the uh, retarded cousin. It's just something like, you know, it's off on the side and it goes, it just sits in the back of the room and, you know what I mean? You got to pay a ton of money just to get there. Oh, big-ass bridge. <laughs> or take a ferry. Get like a boat to get there. Or, or a big-ass bridge. Go to Staten Island. And once you get there, you're like, why did I come here? There's no reason to. The only way to the only reason to go to Staten Island is if you're going somewhere else and you gotta drive through Staten Island. Not to say they got good pizza though. I'll say, man, good pizza is Staten Island. But I, I don't know. You have to weigh the costs going <laughs> crossing the Arizona Bridge for some pizza. And then Brooklyn's got great pizza. So I don't know. I don't know why you'd want to kind of just go anyway. So he's from Staten Island. I think he even did a movie, The Prince of Staten Island and The King of Staten Island. I don't know. I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. Understandably, the celebrity had a difficult year as his high-profile relationship with the Skims mogul attracted the attention of everyone, including Kardashian's problematic ex-husband, Yee-Ye, Kanye, the Donda, Donda rapper, not only threatened Davidson with physical violence, releasing a disturbing music video depicting an animation of himself burying David, Davidson alive, in addition to publicly taunting the 28-year-old comedian, claiming he had AIDS and would ruin Kardashian's life with drugs. Deranged musician sent flowers to his ex-wife's house while she was dating Davidson. You know what? And the guy, Davidson showed you what kind of guy he was at that point because he didn't fight back at all he tried he tried taking the high road let me tell you man there's the high road 
there's the low road, and then there's the tunnel in between. And that's what you want. You want that tunnel. Because you can't let someone step all over you. He was playing the game, Kanye. He was, and he's he's mentally fragile, also, right? Big time, huge, obviously. It wouldn't take much to push that guy over the cliff, you know. So I, I think that just just the fact that this guy was incensed that this dude had his hands on on Kim Kardashian. Every photo op I got, I'd have my hands everywhere. We are connected. I am the Davidson Leach on the Kardashian buttocks, right? I take his kids to Disneyland, go around, go around the world, spend some of that Pete Davidson money. You know, they got private planes to fly him around, right? Probably a net jet account, at least. Go. I know she's got her own plane. Just go. Tell her, hey, Kim, I'll pay for the jet fuel. Let's go. Let's take the kids to Paris. Get every picture just to do it. Just because you know that things aren't going to go. Uh, this guy thought that things were going to go further with him than, you know, for, with her. He doesn't understand show business, man, you know. And you just have to ride the roller coaster while it lasts, man. And even if it's short, it's just, uh, it's still the ride, isn't it? And that's what she is, Kim Kardashian, roller coaster ride. You know, that's what her life is. That's where she is. That's what show business is. The people that she's connected, they're all like that. This guy, Pete Davidson. If, if he actually thought anything but that, then I don't know. He, need, he needs more tattoos or something. I don't know. Okay. Let's see. Uh, an insider close to the mother of four, Kim Kardashian, noted that Kardashian felt exhausted by her relationship with the Saturday Night actor revealing uh, when Kim is with someone else, Kanye can cause problems with the kids. He tries to divide and conquer. He can't help it. So it was the, the battle. She felt exhausted. No, I think that Pete Davidson is probably one of those like, little dogs running around going crazy. And you got, you know, like a chihuahua or something. Not a chihuahua. Something more annoying and, and <laughs> just whatever. Like Half-breed chihuahua, something going on there. It's no wonder why Davidson is experiencing issues after a year of public scrutiny. Yeah. He's doing eight months and uh, public scrutiny. You turn it around, you be a man. You be a man. You'll see, <laughs> I'm having a nervous breakdown. I'm going to throw my candles. <laughs> you know what? These guys, you can tell the guy didn't have a father in his life or something, <laughs> something. I mean, you know, I didn't either, but I went a different direction. I went a direction of, of the street, not Staten Island either. You know? And guys were guys back in the day. Let me tell you if you're a guy, out there with your friends doing something stupid. There are older guys that will come over and smack you in the head and tell you you're doing something stupid. It's a corrective type of thing. Now, people aren't allowed to correct anything anymore. They go to jail, smack a kid in the head. So that's part of the problem, that Pete Davidson was probably never smacked in the head. And understand uh, that there's uh, a self-respect that you have to have no matter what relationship you're in. And when someone messes with you, Especially when you're in the position to mess back. I would have made a rap song. It would have been number one. Because people, you know, Beat Davis is a rap. He's a rap, but he's rapping with Kim Kardashian. Hey, let's do a rap song. Naked. She'll be like, okay, it'll drive Kanye crazier. <laughs> she would have been all for it. Operation Mental Institution, right? 
the guy did go into a mental institution <laughs> for a minute. So <laughs> whatever. So under under the file, you think you got problems. How about this? And this happened to somebody that I actually know through a friend locally. And I'll tell you that story also. Dog caught running with decapitated head in mouth through a Mexican town. Right? A dog was caught on video in what was that? Uh Zacatus, the the the, the Zacatius. Mexico, running down the street with a human head hanging out of its mouth. Alarming video clips shared show social media. Went crazy for it, of course, you sick bastards. Even though here I am talking about it. Show the stray dog running down a dark street at night, holding the corpse's head by the neck, and likely taking it somewhere to eat the remains. A lucky dog. Lucky dog got some head there going... Messed up, messed up with the dog, messed up with the dude's head, and gross. On top of that, the head and other body parts were abandoned in an automatic teller booth in the town of Monte Escobado on Wednesday. You know, I hate using ATMs also, man. They're very dangerous. You know what I mean? A dangerous. <laughs> the body parts have been left with a message referring to a drug cartel. There you go. Interesting. The message, which was likely intended to intimidate rivals and authorities, was intercepted by uh, the dog before police were able to recover it. The police uh, in the crime-ridden state had to pry the corpse's head from the hungry dog's mouth. But just give the dog some, some kibble. You know what I mean? Drop the head. Make it a police dog. He knows how to find a head. That poor dog. You know? Mm. Violence has spiked in recent years and blah, 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 blah with cartels. But I know a guy outside of Ithaca, New York. He was in his town called Newfield. So he's out walking his dog in a cornfield. Dog's running around, doing that. Dog comes back. When the guy's like, what the hell does the dog have? He's like looking at it. And he's trying to wrap his mind around what it is. And it's just round and it looks at all these like, uh, well, I'll just say dreadlocks because it was a head that had dreadlocks and it, I guess it was a guy who was in a wheelchair who was the brother of somebody down in Ithaca, New York, who he owed money to and they killed him and they dumped him in the cornfield and like months later, I guess he decomposed enough so the dog's running around and finds his head and runs back with it and I, like that's crazy. You know, this is upstate New York in the middle of the country where anything can happen, obviously. But that's not something you expect your dog to return with. Here comes your dog. What's in your mouth? <laughs> what do you have? What do you have? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you have? So how about this? It's a crazy world. You never know what's going to happen. And when it actually happens, you have to be able to cope with it. And, and like I said, wrap your head around it like this. Right? I love this story. Because it's got a history to it, man. An elephant-sized demon cat is said to appear at the U.S. Capitol before national emergencies, according to reports as far back as 1862. So in 1862, they're seeing a huge elephant-sized demonic cat appearing. 
You know, Washington, D.C. is is very a very interesting place. The Masons designed it with all kinds of mystical, magical stuff. It's in the shape of a, a, a inverted pentagram, right? With these points at certain places, at the five points and whatever. So you can tell me anything about Washington. I, I believe it, yeah. I'm ready to believe you, actually. So anyway. For 150 years, the demon cat, some say the size of an elephant, is said to appear near the grounds of the U.S. Capitol before national emergencies. Uh, this is according to the White House Historical Association. So you know it's true, right? It's probably the most common of all the ghost stories in the Capitol. Uh, Steve Livingood, living good, living good, is he living good? The chief tour guide of the U.S. Capitol Historical Society told us uh, about the apparition partly because of the physical evidence. Oh, physical evidence. Big elephant-sized cat probably left a big poop. In 1898, after the Capitol building was damaged by a gas explosion, paw prints uh, <clears throat> and the initials D.C. speculated to mean demon cat or Washington, D.C., apparent uh, appeared in the concrete poured to repair the small Senate rotunda. While Livingood, Livingood told, uh, let's see, it was, uh, let's see, okay. It was quite possible a cat simply walked across the wet concrete. Visitors to the Capitol have seen the prints, and news reports are sightings. That, well, I mean, you know, was it a cat print, a little cat? Or was it the size of an elephant? <laughs> which, which, which is it? Because there are cats, yes. And you know, would a cat walk on top of concrete? Wet concrete, yes. Especially if it wanted to. But an elephant-sized cat? Now that's that's damn interesting. Then you've entered the interesting zone. So the demon cat is one of the most persistent and creative ghost stories in our nation's capital. Let's see, Colleen Shogun. The Shogun Warrior, Senior Vice President and Director of the David M. Rubenstein Center for White House History at the White House Historical Association. Oh, my God. Meet her at a party. What do you, what do, you do, Colleen? I'm the Senior Vice President and Director of the David M. Rubenstein Center for White House History at the White House Historical Association. Ooh. ooh. All right. Said, like, uh, known sometimes as D.C., the ghostly cat has appeared at both the White House and the United States Capitol. This foreboding feline has more than nine lives in its appearance uh, portends of the impending disaster. So you got to watch your step, right, if people have seen it. The ghostly cat described all times as black, racist, and sometimes with tabby stripes. Racist is set to appear most often to guards of the U.S. Capitol. Like January 6th, there was a big pussy out there. <laughs> the guards were like, oh, we must stand here and do nothing. Well, this pussy, pussy runs amok. So with sightings reported before the assassination of JFK, <clears throat> all right, and before the market crash of 1929, so, I mean, with all these disasters, 
this cat showing up. The cat must be all over DC right now. Like, like you know what? All over. Just cat just hanging out. Lincoln Memorial. Leave the elephant side cat. Be uh, just get some of that uh, pet smart. <laughs> get some of those treats. It's a few few thousand bags. Uh, an 1898 Washington Post report about the cat said the creature swells up to the size of an elephant before the eyes of the terrified observer. While 1935, the Post reported after another sighting of the cat's eyes glow with all the hue and ferocity of the headlights of a fire engine. There you go. Long considered a prophecy of coming tragedy, the first reported sightings of the demon cat was back in 1862. During the Civil War, the guard was said to have fired his gun at the cat, causing it to disappear. From then on, it was seen in the Capitol building basement before a national emergency. Man, there you go. It's that loud purring I hear. I can put enough pieces together to know where the legend came from, live and good, living good. Said uh, the night watchmen were not professionals. They would often be some Senator's near-duel brother-in-law that had a drinking problem. <laughs> so the drunken guards. So nothing's changed <laughs> in DC, I guess. Right? <clears throat> the night watchman who reported the, the spotting the demonic creature uh, would often leverage their political connections to avoid trouble for drinking on the job. Wasn't my fault, man. I had to drink because it was a giant cat. Giant cat freaked me out. That's why I got my peppermint schnapps. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so then the other guards realized if they see the cat and get attacked, then they get the day off. The capital region is long rumored to be the home of many mythic creatures and ghostly happenings. Though the demon cat remains the longest standing legend. Uh, oh, I think that that's BS. Every time people try to debunk things, it sounds kind of ridiculous. You know, if you're not there, then you don't know. If enough people see something, then you, you got to say maybe it's plausible, yeah. But in this sense, the giant cat actually doesn't make much sense, but that's fine because <laughs> things things don't have to make sense. They don't have to, you know that? I think that the, the further we go in, in this life, the more things don't make sense. And then if you try to make sense of it, you're going to break your brain. Break your brain so oh man everybody's just yakking about paul pelosi i don't like you know what i don't like and i took part in this too a little bit <laughs> which is how i know why i don't like it when i heard about it it made me feel weirdly good in a way because he was vulnerable like the rest of us you know here's this big powerful guy he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars you know he and his wife have made money throughout her political career off of politics, off of the people that she gets to meet and the investments that they make. They're very wealthy people. You know? So, I mean, in essence, everybody's vulnerable, but at the same time, you know, this guy, they didn't let him go without bail, right? All these other people, they pushed in front of a train or, or stabbed or shot. He walked the streets right after that. If this guy had committed that hammer crime on anybody else, he, he'd be walking the streets. He'd be out. He wouldn't be uh, charged with what he's charged with and, and all that. You know what I mean? So I just think that it's really, it's sad 
that people can't oh here's that story about martha stewart it said that people can't be safe right and then here's the, these politicians constantly looking to disarm people all the time and, and make you more vulnerable you know if they're not willing to make you safe then they should at least give you the means to do it yourself right so all this talk from pete davidson let me go back to pete davidson because i just saw this all this talk of Pete Davidson's got Martha Stewart's uh, furnace going again, <laughs> you know? So here we go. Martha Stewart, 81 years old, said she would definitely go on a date with sort of cute Pete Davidson, who's 28 years old, if she got the opportunity, man. So she's putting it out there, Pete. She's putting it out there. And he's already hung out. They've already been seen hand in hand and all that with Martha Stewart. Like, he's like, you know, the son I never had or whatever the other she said. While appearing on Tuesday's episode of the Drew Barrymore show that only one person watches, which is Drew Barrymore after the show, <laughs> the acclaimed chef and host of Drew Barrymore played a game called Red Flag, Yellow Flag, Green Flag, which Stuart revealed which quality she looks for in a potential partner. So when describing the first mystery man, Barrymore said your date has as many tattoos as Pete Davidson, to which the cookbook author quickly held up her green flag. She said that she was on board. So there you go. You got a green flag from 81-year-old Martha Stewart, who tried to run her husband over with a, a big-ass Chevy Suburban. You know, and she did it right. She tried to back up over him. I mean, that, that, it's no fault. <laughs> Martha must have discovered the law. She's ex-convict, man. She'd be good for Pete Davidson. They kind of got that that look, the pistol packing mama, and the the tattoo la lula lula, whatever going on, right? Okay, here we go. She wants. Oh, she kept raising the green flag for everything. I don't know. Then Martha Stewart said, "I mean, he's dated so many women." Drew Barrymore says, "So what?" What's wrong? Nothing wrong with riding the carousel. I'm the Stuart's like, no, I'm not saying that's bad. I think it's good, and he's sort of cute. <laughs> How do you feel when your your 28 year old Pete Davidson here and he's <laughs> sort of cute? I don't know. Uh, you know what? This world is this is hell. <laughs> this is hell, and I'm the devil. <laughs> I was a devil, I'd have better looks and more money. There you go. Yes. You tell him, Satan. So anyway, that's just funny to me because uh, this is what they end up talking about on daytime television. You know, and then Drew Barrymore, apparently she's dead last. She's like that Trevor Noah, you know, who's like dead last and they kept him on because of contract obligation or whatever. I don't know why they keep her on. I really don't have any clue. <laughs> you know, I don't watch her. I think that she's just, you know, bubblehead. So if that's what daytime daytime TV has, I mean, from what I see from clips that other people put on or these outrageous things people say, like on The View or whatever, and just so they're so like Whoopi Goldberg and all that, so hypocritical. They're just such hypocrites. And and just the stuff that they say, I, I don't think that they understand that, you know, 
they think there's like there's no bottom. And and ask Don Lemon, you know, CNN when they, they got him out of his time slot, kicked him out, kicked him into mornings. Now he flopped on the morning show with these other people and he kind of just stands out as a buffoon. He's got no talent and, and his only talent was uh that was their their token race card is why they kept him on there, you know, with CNN, honestly. And on top of that, you know, he was saying outrageous things about Trump, which they loved, right? And when that ran out, people were wise to that. They were sick of hearing it. CNN quickly became the last in line when it came to ratings. They weren't making any any headway, nothing. They're gone. And I don't know. It, it's just uh, they got rid of, you know, they put Jake Tapper in the light, nighttime. You know, they had him on the afternoon. They just kicked him out of the, the evening time slot because he had no ratings. They got rid of Cuomo, thank God. Well, they got rid of him. He went to some other place, some no-name, no-frills uh, uh, station, and then they kicked him out of his time slot because he's got no ratings. These people, you know, Cuomo got the job because his brother was governor of New York. They're the Cuomo family, and that's how he got his job. It was a political connection, not because he's talented, not because he knows anything. And they're not supposed to, you know what, a news anchor is supposed to be a news anchor. They read the news. This is what happened. They're not supposed to give you all their opinions and make themselves in the rock stars. So that's a huge, huge, huge problem with, with you know, with, with media in general and what you think that the news should be. And they cherry pick information so they don't even give you the whole news and that type of thing. So I don't know. It is what it is. I'm just, uh, I worry about you out there. I worry about people. I worry about people in their daily life because, you know, as I'm, I'm watching this, this election unfold, people becoming more unhinged, more violent. The, the, the rhetoric from the left is, is really driving people, you know, battier, crazier. They put Obama out there to try to make some sense, and he's doing his, his grand CEO type of thing, right? trying to bring back to center after he's the one who caused the whole thing to begin with you know when when the when trump was running against hillary and all that violence was going on you know looting towns burning down police stations tearing down these statues beating people up stabbing shooting whatever obama didn't call for uh, an end to the violence he told people to keep going you know, and these aren't these aren't protesters doing this. These uh, these aren't people who are honestly out there concerned about an issue of protesting. These are violent criminals who are looting stores, who take the the advantage of of maybe the protest started honestly, but then these other ones show up. The police don't do anything about it. They stand around. But there wasn't condemned by Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama, which isn't realistic for the direction of our country. So now he's out there. He's out there trying to be the, the Obama that he ran like when he first ran. I voted for him, you know, because he had a, a message that was important. And it wasn't all this liberal crap. That didn't happen until he was elected. And a few months, I think like maybe three months into the job, he had some kind of nervous breakdown where where maybe he, he thought he could do things and he couldn't or or people were filling his head with shit. And he was believing it, and I don't know, man. He got all. He, he became a different person, uh, or or just the, the ego inside of him came out and was worse. And uh, it's a monster, you know. So now he's out there trying to be like, hey, 
hey, you know, Barack would sit down and talk and all that. No, man, it's too late for that. Are people really that dumb to swallow what these guys are trying to, to spoon out? You know, it, it you've seen you've seen the direction, you've seen the results, you've seen the victims from all of these democratic policies. And not just that, the high prices for everything, you know, before the war started, gas prices had already gone up exponentially, food prices, same thing, inflation out of control. You know, there's a diesel shortage. There's only 25 days supply left of diesel in the United States of America. 25 days. How come they're not telling you that? How come they're not saying that? And diesel is also home heating oil. So I say on this show all the time that you have to kind of look forward and look ahead at what's coming to, to avoid the pain. You know, and then not only that, there's food shortages, there's meat shortages, there's beef starting to be beef shortages, you're going to see a whole different America soon. And this is a result from what these Democrats have done. You've got Joe Biden in there who doesn't even know what he's doing or where he is. He's just a corrupt old man and in charge of the Biden crime family. He's the big guy, right? We can't forget about that. We can't forget about all the crimes that his son's committed, that Biden's been part of, all these this money coming from other countries from China, right? Putting it in their bank accounts? Come on, man. Come on, man. But he'll go up there, get all wide-eyed, and he does his thing, or, or he'll, he'll whisper, that's right, yeah. You know, all the creepy, weird stuff he does. Every time there's a, a young child or a woman, he flocks over to them, gives them a good sniff. <laughs> creepy, creepy, weird. And he's the president. That's what they thought the best one to put forward that could beat Trump. They didn't care about, no, we're going to save the country. And if it goes MAGA Republican, the country's done. It was never so good than under him. Yeah, I don't like Trump. You know, I don't like what he says. I don't like any of that. But the policies were great. And like I said, he was a crazy nut. A crazy nut. No Putin or any of these guys. Kim Jong-un is going to challenge him. He's crazier than everybody. This is the same dude who was having a dinner with the, you know, Xi Jinping, leader of China. And then we bombed the, the Syrian airport because they were using chemical weapons. And Trump comes back and he's like, we just bombed the airport in Syria. How's the cake, Xi Jinping? <laughs> want some more cake? Good cake, right? Now that's crazy, as crazy as crazy does. So anyway, we'll see what happens in the election. Hope we all survive. Tune into the election show Tuesday night starting at 8 o'clock on United Public Radio Network. It's going to be me, Joe Montaldo, uh, Jay McNicholas, and everybody else, man. Anybody we can grab, I can make some common sense and stuff. We'll be on there. And I'll see you guys there on the show. United Public Radio Network, UPRN, talkradio.com. See you guys.